This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Rubin. How are you doing? That's good. It's like I'm starting to, like, get that feeling again. You're back around. I know. Back. You're, you're actually, so you're not really back, are you? I am. I mean, this is like my 24 hours in San Francisco, <laughs> and then I uh, fly to Korea tomorrow, but then I'm back in... Uh, in about a week. You fly to Korea. I know. I've never been to Korea. I hope you take pictures. That's the plan. I mean, that's like the... Does it work? It does not work. This is kind of my first, uh, like, real vacation that I've taken this year. Like, proper checking out. That's so vacation. weird, because since we started this podcast together, you seem to have been everywhere. You're always somewhere. I know. Every time you come back and we get together again, it's like, oh, I'm just back from... Alabama, it's from Tucson, true. from Vegas. I from... guess I was still I was still working over Thanksgiving break, so it wasn't really like I am not available. It uh-huh. it was I'm still available, and I'm like fixing things and correcting things and working on things. <laughs> so this is the first time that uh, yeah, but it's it's up to the last minute. I think I have a couple calls before I take off before my flight leaves at ten thirty in the morning. So it's you know. Really cramming it in there. You are. And I'm so honored that you kind of <laughs> shoehorned me into like the hour of free time you have in, in San Francisco. What did you say? You have, you've you been in town this. for one day in this past month? Yes. Uh, I think November 8th is when I left initially. And then this is my – I mean, I got back last night at 9-something. I, um, so. I think our audience would concur that you really need to travel less and be here. It's no. like the, the show – really suffers <laughs> when you're gone. <laughs> not, not true at all, um, but I definitely will. I'll take the note. Okay. Thank you yeah. all. Okay. Um, I will travel. I'll try to travel less. So um, before I ask you more questions about what you've been shooting, I had this observation the other day. I was walking yeah. down the street and um, it's a little, I mean, it may get, get a little sort of esoteric, but let's hang with me here okay. for a second. Hang in. Okay, good. <laughs> um, when you look at things, we mm-hmm. have this sense that you are seeing, you know, let's say you're looking at a scene in front of you. You're standing there and in front of you is, I don't know, a building and people and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Our thought is it's that's like a photograph, like one big picture of that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, or whenever you look, you have a feeling that that is a picture. It's as if you held up a camera and took a picture from the same place that you were where you're standing. Mm-hmm. But that isn't what is actually happening. Your eye um, is seeing a lot. It has right. a very wide kind of view range. And there's a really only a very tiny part of what you're seeing where anything is actually sharp and you have detail. Uh, in your eye, it's called the fovea. Mm-hmm. It's the part where all the, the most sort of receptors are. And then everything outside of foveal vision is kind of blurry and Mm -hmm. indistinct. So what your eye does, and both eyes do this together, it's the fastest motion the human body makes, the fastest muscular twitch, Mm -hmm. and it's called a saccade. And um, your eyes 
point pinpoint something in the scene. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm looking at someone, it's usually like eyes. I see your eyes. My eye looks back and forth between your two eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I might look up at the top of your hair and maybe at your hands. But for the most part, I'm sort of in in this little area. And, and these aren't googly eye movements. These are no, just like hyper rapid. It's almost like from the interior of your eye, right? Well, it moves very fast mm-hmm. to fixate on that spot. And it holds it for a few milliseconds. It's mm-hmm. It's quick. And then it moves again to a different spot. It's mm-hmm. happening unconsciously. And you're sort of scanning in a scene. But it's not an ordinary scan. You're not kind of rigorously taking in everything. You're picking you're the things. You're not a dot matrix printer. Yeah, there's a couple spots in there <laughs> that you see, right? Yeah. And your brain fills in mm-hmm. um, mostly with what it expects to see in those non-pinpointed regions. And... Um, We hold it in memory for a moment, we process it, and then it kind of goes away. Mm -hmm. Most of our seeing is, A, unconscious, you know, and B, not really seeing a scene. You think you're seeing a scene, but what has happened is that you're seeing a couple points in that scene, Mm -hmm. and your brain is filling in. Right. And it fills in with what it thinks could be there, what it knows, what it wants, with lots of stuff. Uh, And Danny and I had talked a little bit about this, Mm -hmm. that it just... Uh, I, I use the expression frog DNA, mm-hmm. you know, something out of Jurassic Park. It fills in and it may or may not be a good thing with what it fills in. And we very often m- miss things, screw that up. So I was realizing as I was walking through the world as a photographer that the camera, it's you, you've described it as sort of slowing you down. Mm-hmm. But I would take that one step further and say it's a, a sort of a awareness, a, a presence with what those psychotic eye motions are doing, that your eyes darting from that thing to this thing to other things in your visual field, and it stops for a second, and instead of it being sort of an unconscious process, you try to tune into it. Mm -hmm. What is catching my attention? Why am I looking at that thing? That's the stuff that I start to, that fuels the photography. You become aware of what you're seeing instead of it being unconsciously making these big scenes. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a room, I'm looking around and I'm not really – it's not like I'm looking around for something to shoot. I'm relaxing and noticing what my brain is having me look at. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, uh, the way you were talking about it before uh, with Danny, too, it was sort of being very aware almost in the moment of of what you're seeing. Like – you want to really see what you're seeing. You want to see that... what you're seeing. You want to know what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You want to be aware of what you're seeing. If I told you that you were unconscious of what you were seeing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that... I mean, that's true. It's just out of necessity. Yes, just you can't. Because be... your, your brain can't process all of that and still then carry on a conversation or have other thoughts. Because you would be so kind of overwhelmed visually with trying to capture and track everything that as you get older and experienced, you, you're you able to sort of recognize patterns and recognize like, okay, this is this, this is this. And I don't have to look at on. it. I don't have to know it. Yeah. You don't have to study it. Whereas if you look at maybe babies or children, I think it's so interesting to see how they look at things and stare at things. And it's almost like they're, because they are sort of taking it in for the first time and really being slow about it, they're, they're staring. Yeah. And there's a thing in I don't know if it's Zen or yoga or where it comes from, but mm-hmm. it's beginner's mind. And it's something that we want to achieve. You want to almost see things for what they are mm-hmm. without bringing so much to it. Yeah. And I think photography. What is that from, actually? Beginner's I think it's a, mind. I think it's a Buddhist it idea. Okay. 
Uh, let, uh, someone knows more about it. We could Google it. I yeah. guess there's always that. There's no Googling during recording. There's no Googling. <laughs> we have to use our no own, on our own limited intellect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I like to, and I think this is what maybe Danny was referring to when he said that I was a lousy multitasker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because I have a sort of beginner's mind in vision, beginner's vision. So when I'm looking at things, I'm. it is paralyzing. That's kind of what yeah. you were saying. It, it does take you... You can't do it all the time because now you can't function because you're looking and seeing. But as a photographer, and again, that's what uh, Dorothea Lange probably was referring to in some way when she's saying that a camera is a device that teaches us to see without a camera. Mm -hmm. That is a great quote. It's a great quote, and, and it makes more sense to me now as I think about that's what it means. It's that you are looking at things with beginner's mind. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself surprised by something that is in the frame of a picture that maybe you didn't see when you were taking the picture? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, usually I'm, I'm thoughtfully composing mm-hmm. the objects, but it, that does not preclude that like you take a picture and then you go look at it and you're right. like, whoa, I can't believe I... Okay, uh, one of the pictures I took in Santa Fe... There was a beautiful tree. Santa Fe is full of beautiful trees, <laughs> one after another, beautiful trees. And in winter, they're all crag, like, you know, fractally, mm-hmm. whatever, scary looking. And they have a lot of crows. Scraggy but beautiful. Scraggy but beautiful. I, I like that look. <laughs> and there's lots of crows. And so there was. we went for a walk one day, and there was a tree, and it was full of crows. Mm-hmm. And the crows were doing whatever. So... My first, I, I could post some of these too. Uh, the first image, I was trying to get the shape of the tree, which was so beautiful, mm-hmm. without worrying about the crows first. Just compose the f- structure because the tree wasn't going to move. The crows I knew were kind of coming and going and doing right. stuff. And uh, and so then I, I kept getting trying, should I be closer? Should it, it, When I get too close, I lost the sort of the beautiful nature of the tree. Mm-hmm. But when I was too far back... It wouldn't. I knew it wouldn't play on Instagram if yeah. you're too far back. Yeah. Like I could make a big print, mm-hmm. but uh, so that was a little bit of a problem. But it wasn't until I, I so I took a bunch of pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, the crows were always doing kind of interesting things. But there was a lot of activity, and it took me getting back home, dumping them in my Halloween way, dumping mm-hmm. them on the table, and sorting through what I got. Yeah. And I noticed in a, in a couple pictures the crows were doing some amazing things. And I know that picture. Do you know which picture I'm talking about? Yeah, it, because it stuck with me because it looked like they were... I've never seen such a silhouette of a bird. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, it looked like... Uh, is, is it Kara Walker um, who does the cutouts of the... Um, yeah. Or like the, the, the silhouettes, I guess. Uh-huh. Like they are cutouts as well. Um, but it it just made me think, that looks unreal. That, that photo of those crows looks like someone has just done two cutouts of birds and thrown them in the sky. It, it, it was so, it was beautiful. It bothered me because it felt like someone could have photoshopped that. But it also I, looked really violent. I mean, it well, was like... Well, the crows were, looked like they were attacking each other. Yeah. But I didn't see that. I mean, I couldn't have been, seen what they were doing and taken a picture of it. It had to have been sort of accidentally captured through... Mm-hmm. I took 10 pictures of the birds in that tree. Yeah. I could see they were doing things yeah. and attacking and doing that... But I, you have no idea if you'll catch it. You're, it's a thousandth of a second. Right. And and they just happened to be silhouetted nicely. Then the question was, how do I crop this? Mm-hmm. And I wanted, if I pulled out farther, you'd have other birds doing other cool things. Right. And I went through a lot of sort of um, mental gymnastics trying to decide how to crop this. I wanted the tree. And 
And I kind of wanted other birds in it, but it took away from what those two birds fighting yeah. looked like when you saw other birds in the picture. The main storyline. It was, and it's a story. It's right. Yeah. It tells a little story. Uh, ultimately, it took really my brother looking over my shoulder, saying, "Just cut out everything but the birds." <laughs> and I was trying to do it with like without cropping. That's my mo. Is mm-hmm. what's there. But it was a clear example of you know what crop make it makes it so much more elegant and simple, and you get enough of the branch in the picture that it it works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I cropped it to a square because again, for me, I am a sort of a formalist, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't just randomly pick a a, a size of frame if, if it's not going to be the original com- you know image com- composed. And I'm cropping mm-hmm. it. A square is an is a cool way to do it. <laughs> And it fits an Instagram and it works. There you go. There's all these like second blessings. <laughs> uh, have you had anything like that happen where you were composing in frame and I don't, I don't know, needed to crop or? I've definitely, well, I've definitely had surprises in photos mm. where I'm really focused, you know, very focused on a, a piece of the composition or what I think is going to happen um, or a certain area. And then I don't really realize this, the secondary piece or secondary reflection usually that oh. ends up being quite cool. And it surprises you, and you're glad you got it. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, hey. And I just, oh, I didn't capture that. Even though, I thought I I, even though I thought I saw what I was seeing, it is only in that photograph, that photographic capture of that moment that I realized that there was even more there, which is kind of nice. That's pretty neat. Um, I like that. I, and one of, one of the things that um, Susan Sontag talks about in photography mm-hmm. and in on photography is sort of the dual nature that at one point when photographs were invented, you were saving something you saw. Like we're we, here we are, we're sitting here and you're taking a picture. So you're freezing a moment that you experienced and keeping it. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're taking something you experienced. The other side of it is because it is such a fast thing, you're seeing things in a picture you couldn't have seen. Yeah. So it's it's now a different kind of object where it's letting you pour deeper into a moment going beyond what you actually experienced. It was so fleeting, and now we're holding on to that. Mm-hmm. So I like how photography is this sort of dual nature of keeping what you know and seeing what you didn't see. Right. Both. It, may, it makes me think of that famous shot of the um, bullet going through the, the apple. apple? You oh, know? Edgerton. But, that's a, yeah, where it's it, that was done, you know, obviously the, all the lights were turned off and they just had a strobe. And so that was the camera, the shutter was open the entire time. It was just timing that strobe Bang. perfectly yeah. to see something that you never could see with your naked eye. And that moment was just it's cool. captured. Yeah. yeah, and that's increasingly possible, these super fast shutter speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's the, one of the things about photography. It is a tool for playing with time. So you can see things both that happened too quickly for you to see mm-hmm. or that happened too slowly for you to see. Yeah. But in both cases, you boil it down to a single kind of flattened object, image, and it reveals. Yeah. And I don't know, you have an emotional reaction to it, and that's great. Wh- I just realized we'll have to talk about our texture assignment on the next episode. Oh, yes, we'll do that. And you need to go catch a plane. <laughs> All right, well, we will, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do a few episodes and we'll run these while you're out of town, and Sounds then we'll get back in December. Perfect. So I'm so glad you, you made time to come. Absol- absolutely. This was really fun. I can't wait to chat more. All right. Well, Oof. our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com forward slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. 
we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, please send them the link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.